0: Welcome to the Restoring Our City podcast, our platform where we have candid conversations on today's topics to help connect our community. Be sure to check us out at restoringourcity.org where you can find the latest content. Follow us on social media at Restoring Our City on Facebook and Instagram and The Rock Podcast on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. and You can also submit your anonymous questions to us on our website via the Ask Me Anything link. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and also on Spotify, where you can watch the video version of the podcast and answer poll questions and Q&As. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome to another episode of Restoring Our City... I am your uh, one of your hosts, Vajoy Samuel, I'm joined here with my other two co-hosts, Joven Varghese and uh, Jesswin Thomas. Say hello, gents. What up, what up? Hello, hello. We are back. We are back. And uh, today we're actually going to talk about um, meaning what we say and saying what we mean and knowing why we mm. say it, which is interesting. And this isn't so much about, you know, I think making promises and not keeping it or anything like that but i think about the christian circle right and i feel like we have grown up in a world with just a lot of christian jargon and what's that term christianese
2: like jargon is
1: such a nice word though it's like the word of the day it is (laughs) what do you guys think about that what what
0: is christianese oh man like uh, we were talking about this the other day but Traveling mercies. Has anyone gotten one of those? I
2: got at least a couple of those. At least a couple
0: traveling mercies?
2: Yeah, sure. Two or three. (laughs) See, you
1: guys, you guys went straight. I thought we were gonna like segue into that one a little bit, but you went right to the one that I'm most sensitive about. (laughs) (laughs) Who hurts you,
2: Bajoy? Who hurts you?
1: (laughs) Well, let's talk about that, right? Like we I've heard that used so much in like prayers and like sending people off. What do you think that means? What's what's traveling mercies?
0: <laughs> traveling mercies. I, I feel like it's just a nice way to be like, I hope God you protects safe. you, yeah, on your journey. Like, well, yeah. I just drove here from around the block. I li- I'm your neighbor. Like, why are you? <laughs> <from my train? laughs> it's like don't get attacked by a bear on your walk home. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think safety protection. I don't think there's anything harmful in it per se, but it's it's funny. It is funny.
1: It is, you know, it's funny with like when we talk about language in in general, but even with Christian, like we when we think about how we grew up uh, listening to prayers or how we pray, how much of that do you feel like is influenced by other people's prayers and other people's like use of language in the Christian
2: community? Oh, 100% completely influenced by someone else. It's so funny. I think we were praying for uh, food when Steph and I went back uh, home and we're at my parents' place. And literally, just out of habit, right? I think one of us said, bless the hands that prepared this food. Right? And you know the hands that prepared this food because it's your own mother that just cooked for you. But rather than saying bless mom, it's still the hands that made the food. Where yeah, do you think, think we I... got that from?
0: Oh, Bless the hands that made it? Um, I don't know. But it's one of those, like, it's part of my, like, food prayer is like in the bank right it's like all right here's the format here's the template of my all right if i get called on to pray for the food it's bless the hands that made it and then um and i i don't like to pray for something i i hope i don't come across as like trying to be too goody two shoes but i don't want to pray for something that i don't really mean i like to pray for the people who don't have food i actually think about that a lot i mean we, we, i live in the city we all live in the city and you see homeless people all the time it's like man yeah. i think about that but sometimes it is part of that like, man, regurgitated template type of prayer, which is horrible.
2: Well, that's so true, right? I think, you know, when we're young, our parents in some senses influence and kind of teach us how to pray, right? I'm sure and you could probably speak to this more than anyone else in this, uh, in this talk. But at the same time, you kind of coax them along and you kind of give them phrases to say, and we just kind of grow up with it. But what's funny is, sometimes we never grow out of it. I think we have, even when I go home, right? Like I could probably pray the same prayer I've prayed for like a decade plus in like the span of a minute. I just know all the lines. I don't even think about it. It's just duck. And you just have the same order, same words, same thing, different day.
0: Man, it, it's so funny because, so my son is two years old and we're, you know, I, we got the Jesus storybook Bible, you know, when he was born and we've been reading all that stuff. But now he's like talking, when we try to teach him how to pray. And the other day we're like, you know, pray for Apacha and and Papa, and Mama, and all this stuff. And then um, he he says, pray for Jesus, and we're like, no, pray to Jesus. And he said, there's two Jesus, one Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, wait, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> then it just hit me when I say pray to Jesus, he was thinking I was saying two Jesuses, Oh, plural. Man. And what a um, guy. I thought it was it was interesting because it's like, oh, wow, he's just going to mimic whatever I say and just repeat it and spit it out, no matter how um, heretical it is. <laughs> right.
1: I think uh, I think you guys make a really good point. You know, Justin too, when we're you know, when you're younger, you're taught like I could probably draw out my childhood prayer, you know, like, you know, you always start the same. You start with your family, then you go into like, you know, you're your relative, like there's this like map in your head that I could recite that prayer and be thinking about something totally different, you know? And I wonder like, and while it's good, you know, that we grow up like learning how to pray. I think that that starts to change. So we've got that, that frame of prayer, but then, you know, when I think about new, like people that were a part of my life when I was growing up in the faith, I feel like sometimes I've mimicked like their prayer style, you know, or like their buzzwords,
0: yeah, it's interesting that you say that too because like when we did family prayer as a kid, I'd had this prescribed prayer in my head and I would try to speed it out. My dad, I remember this, we all did family prayer and we just went down the line, right? Youngest to oldest and then my dad would end it off and then we'd go to sleep, right? When it did, got to my turn, I was so sleepy. I just wanted to get done with the prayer. So I just sped through my prayer and my dad interrupted me in the middle of my prayer. He's Like, wait, hey, hey, hey. What are you doing? And we're all like closing our eyes, and he's like, "Why are you why are you praying like that? Are you in a race? What what are you doing?" And I felt so embarrassed, but then it kind of clicked for me. I never forgot that moment because I'm like, I felt so embarrassed, but then I was like, "What am I doing? This sounds so dumb. I can't can't imagine how Jesus felt like just staring and watching me and like, what are you doing, man? You sound like the micro machines guy."
2: You know what's funny is you have that perspective of Jesus being like, "Oh, what the heck are you doing?" But at the same time, you know, what's funny is I think we're so accustomed to these phrases that we say that when someone says something out of the norm, I take a minute and pause and be like, what the heck are you saying, right? Like the people that start off with daddy God, I'm like, what are you saying, man? (laughs) Like, I don't know if I can adopt that into my prayer, but at the same time, and God bless all you listeners. If one of y'all say that, it's fine. Just put it in the put it in the comments somewhere but but still it sometimes makes me pause you could be totally genuine in saying that but i kind of get weirded out i think sometimes
1: we and i don't know i mean when you're praying or something like that you just like we tend to this over spiritualize it like even to that daddy god thing like how many times do we say god's name or father god or jesus like in a prayer and it's like there's probably more of his name in the prayer than there is like (laughs) any actual prayer request (laughs) yeah and and i'm guilty of it too but then that also goes to like what are we are we just making it more complicated than we need to are we drawing out the prayer for some emotional thing or like why not just get to what we're trying to pray for and Mm. and know why we're saying it you know
0: no it's it's interesting um because you don't talk to people like that, right? Uh, you don't talk to people and you don't say their name 85 times while you're talking to them. Uh, you just, you you have a conversation with them. And then I think, um, I, re- I remember this um, one prayer that I went to a friend's house and he invited a new believer to his place. And we were all just like watching a game and we were ready to go. Um, and before we left, we prayed. and. Uh, my friend said, told his friend, hey, could you just close us out in prayer? And it was a new believer who prayed. Dude, I felt like Jesus was sitting like next to him. Like the way he was so personal in his prayer, it really like hit me a certain way. I'm like, oh my gosh, he he's praying in like the most simplistic prayer, but it was so genuine because he really, felt like Jesus was sitting right there and he talked to him and you just felt uh, a totally different way about it. And it was so cool.
2: Man, that is amazing. Uh, just to hear. Um, but Joy, the kind of going back to the question you posed, like, why don't we just pray for what we meant? You know, what's kind of sad. And I guess I could be the first to admit it. I think if we kind of took out all the fluff and all the Christianese from all of our prayers, I wonder if our prayers would be so lacking like words that it would just be done in the span of like a minute because we actually don't know how to properly communicate with God, maybe we're so ingrained in almost like robots with our prayers that yeah, you strip that all away. what are you left with? What do you really care about, and what are you actually talking about? man, maybe my content is is just gonna be super short that's
1: a that's a really great point. I wonder if sometimes the when we use christianese words right like bless the hands, you know, hedge of protection, father God, right? Like all these different things that we have. Um, and even when we pray and we continue to use God's name, I wonder if it's because we're struggling to figure out how to communicate. Like we know what's in our heart and we know what we want to say when we know how we want to pray for somebody, but we wrestle with the words. And so we end up just defaulting to a lot of fillers
0: that's a that's a good point and sometimes it feels like we're part of the club too right like we emulate things that we've heard before i read this article and this one sentence jumped out at me i'm not quoting it verbatim but um it talked about kind of the negative attributes of Christianese, and and one of the negative things are like what if an unbeliever came and heard you say what you were going to say right and the example they used was lord let your blood cover the city (laughs) 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 what if somebody came in there and heard that they're like what is happening in this place right now right um so it's kind of crazy to think about it that way where we might be saying things because we want to fit under the umbrella which i'm sure this is a larger conversation in terms of like christian nationalism and trying to like you know america is a christian nation and and this is how we believe and we're going to wave the flag but like there's this branding type of feel to it right like when we use the certain types of words and like characteristics I feel like we want to be inclusive in- included into a certain type of club
2: yeah no that's really good uh, Jobin and I think just to maybe add on to that uh, a little bit too I think part of it is maybe you know, Bijoy, you, you kind of said, maybe we don't exactly know how to ask for what we want to ask for per se. But I think that's actually kind of true, right? I think sometimes when we're going through a need, you know, how often do I once again, use Christianity as God, if this is within your will, blah, 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 blah. But rather than just say, like, God, this is what I want, right? As if God is not pleased to hear that sometimes he, you know, and he even tells us, right, ask, just, he just wants to hear you ask. And sometimes, we think we need to kind of spruce it up and maybe the magic formula will work in our favor, but no, I think, you know, getting back to the heart of just talking to God genuinely is something that maybe I need to relearn too. I'll tell you this one story. Um, I think I shared this
1: with you guys before, but a long time ago I was in this small group and um, I was like leading worship for it. Um, And someone was praying and I realized that, um, you know, in my sinfulness, the the more I, like, if I sh- strummed something more intensely, then the person's prayer started to, like, <laughs> amp up, right? And then if I, like, started to, like, pick a little bit and slow down the strumming, like, then it just got a little bit more, like, mellow prayer. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, even just in worship, right, in the way that we sing and play and stuff like that, like, we could totally like easily manipulate, you know, the way someone's praying, right? Like it may have started out a certain way, but, you know, it's, it's just interesting, like the the dynamics of just how our, our mind works, you know? Um,
0: I, I think it's really interesting when we look at examples of prayer as well. I have this note um, in my Bible app um, in relation to first Kings chapter three, verse six, where Solomon is praying and I thought this was a really cool example. Um, and he, Solomon is praying to God and God asked him you know, to share what he really wanted. But he starts off his prayer with giving thanks to God and honoring God before he even gets to you know, sharing what's, what he wants. And it almost shows this dynamic of, man, he knows who he's requesting. If, if, requesting something from, he's requesting something from the king. So he treats him accordingly. Like, like he can get to what he wants and just say it, but he's talking to a king and he shows that reverence and just, you know, loads the front of his prayer with just words of honor and thankfulness and, and stuff like that. And I felt, I felt like that's so interesting because sometimes we have to say what we mean because we understand the context in which we are in. And then that really informs our language and maybe even our prayer when we are communicating with God, you know?
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's a really great point. It's, you know, the way that we, starting out our prayer and any our communication with who God is first, you're right. Because otherwise then we get into a prayer of just asking for things, you know? But, but I do think that, you know, that, that makes it intentional. You know, when we're praying and we're thinking about who God is and the words that we say start to like, we'll think about it a little bit more. You know, it becomes a little bit more intentional.
2: Yeah. And even Joe, and I think you, you kind of put it out there too, when you're looking through uh, scripture and just analyzing different prayers that are, that are in there. I think that's a huge part of it too. I think there was a practice that we used to do in college, which was praying through scripture, right? Like you're using a passage and almost turning that passage verse by verse into your own petition. And we used to do it a lot with Psalms, but that is a great way to almost like, deconstruct how you pray in order to construct it in the proper way
0: just make sure you construct it back right <laughs> correct <laughs> right. <laughs> no i feel like this this conversation is interesting too because i feel like christianese itself just even the term and just the phrases are what turn people off from church a lot you know they just they might actually love the message of the gospel and who doesn't love a good redemption story, right? But like when you hear some of the term terms and it sounds disingenuous, like nobody likes a hypocrite. So when they start to hear fake terms and phrases, they're like you don't talk like that in real life. You know, it could be really off-putting, right? Even with yeah. the, like
1: we talk about the our father, right? Like that's a structured prayer, right? And so, you know, to, just for our listeners to clarify, it's okay to have, a structured prayer and a format, right? Because that's that was laid to us in scripture in terms of like, this is how you should pray, you know? I think that, you know, to Joban's point, we sometimes I think we have a way of just continuing on and just like adding a lot of things to it that maybe doesn't need to be there. It's like, hey, let's acknowledge who God is. Let's thank him for what he's done. Put our requests out there, you know? And maybe we just make it more complicated than it needs to be for whatever reason, maybe that's how we were raised up or we're trained or we're mimicking something else, or we just don't have the words, but there is something about like being more intentional and listening to, to what we say and how we pray, you know?
0: And I think it's noticeable in the South compared to maybe the North and not to get regional here, but you know, you notice some of the phrases and maybe that could be the dialect that people talk. I mean, I know people in the South will say, bless your heart, and that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, or there people were like profound huggers and stuff. Um, but you no, know, I feel like there is a culture to it, right? Especially like a culture in church that we can all get wrapped up in.
2: Yeah, and you know, I think sometimes it's hard in the day-to-day when you don't really feel like there's something new to pray for per se, right? But um, I think it really does help when you're forced into a situation where you have to pray for something, and there is an intentionality to it. I think, you know, for example, I can recall in my life when um, I was in college, right? And I, I didn't have any sort of job lined up. Now, of course, there's other things that I can pray for. But for some reason, my mind is fixed on this, like one thing. Um, and of course, we're still praying for God's will to be done, right? But at the same time, there was, I think, a different level of intensity and a different level of just thoughtfulness in my prayers, right? Like, in praying for certain things. And I think maybe that's something we should do instead of just considering all these cliche phrases that we could put together and end up with a two, three minute prayer, like, hey, maybe prayer lists and things that we've kind of been told about and have probably seen maybe getting some intentionality on what we're praying for can definitely help us um, in this process of kind of breaking our Christian needs. Yep.
1: I think, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you know, we're not trying to challenge anybody's, uh, what we are, but, uh, you know, (laughs) if you're praying, if you're praying a certain way, continue to pray that way. It's fine. Unless it's daddy God. Yeah. Take that out. Unless it's daddy God or baby Jesus. (laughs) I think we're
0: canceling that one. Let's cancel that. that one for sure. (laughs) But, um, you know, but
1: ultimately I think it's a good lesson for all of us, you know, and the things that we, how we pray, how we talk to people, you know, um, listening to what we say, and the words that we use and you know what do we really mean by it and do we know why we're saying it or is it just words that we grew up hearing you know um like traveling mercies and instead of hey god i pray i pray you get this person there safely um right like things like that um but yeah i just hope that you know maybe this will challenge us to to re, kind of evaluate our prayers not to be now i feel like what's going to happen is everyone's just going to be self-conscious and just gonna be 20 just
0: second prayers. praying all together,
2: yeah. Cause they're like, Weird. Oh my gosh, am I sounding too Christianese? Like, man, when I, we have small group this week, like no one's gonna to want to pray in, in the <laughs> midst of us. <laughs> I know. I as we're recording this, I'm already
1: thinking I'm already gonna be really self-conscious too, but that's not the point. You know, pray as the spirit leads you to pray, but you know, just something to think about. And so for our listeners that are out there, what are some cliche christianese type of things that um you grew up hearing or that you continue to hear now that you're like you know that kind of catches you off guard a little bit whether it's an advice that people give you or when someone's sharing a story from scripture or if it's uh you know someone praying uh we'd love to hear some of those other because i know we didn't scratch the surface here on a couple of Mm -hmm. things like there's there's a lot out there yep so yeah, go be we'll the hands be and that. feet
2: of go be the hands and feet of Jesus this week, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh yeah, that's a good one
1: too. Let's let's end on that cliche. <laughs> go be the hands and feet.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. Check us out at RestoringOurCity.org and don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify to get the latest content. The Restoring Our City podcast is hosted by Jobin Verghese, Jeswin Thomas, and Bejoy Samuel. Graphics by Claire Skelly, Alexander Skowalski, and Teresa Studley. Our music is Jazzy Abstract Beat by Coma Media from Pixabay. Thanks again for listening.